You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast with Katherine Banco. I'm on a mission to celebrate breakthrough, empowerment, and shameless living in the lives of women everywhere. Join me and let's live unashamed together. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 21 of season four of Heart and Soul. I am joined today by April Likens, who is joining me from Virginia, so not too, too far away from North Carolina. Um, She is a nationally board certified health and wellness coach, um, but honestly, her story just goes way beyond that, and her journey of getting there is really going to hopefully bring you freedom in your life, whether it's in um, your relationship with the Lord, whether it's in hustle culture or even health. She has a lot of breakthrough moments in her story that I'm really excited to dive into today. I got just a little tease right before we hopped on, and I'm going to be learning about her beautiful story as you are, and I am really excited. So thanks for joining me, April. Yeah, Catherine, thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm excited to chat with you today. I love Connect. I love the podcast because it it allows me to kind of take a deeper dive with people who've had different journeys that I've literally never met before. Um, some of the guests I have, I know, and then some people are just like totally random and just walk into my life. And I don't believe that's not a coincidence. Um, when, when guests get lined up for the podcast, like I believe that we're supposed to be speaking and someone's supposed to be getting something out of it. So I'm really excited for you to share your story. Tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do, and then we'll dive deeper into that. Yeah. So, um, so I'm a former, as I was telling you, I'm a former agnostic who leaned atheist, uh, turn Christ follower. I have a pretty kind of wild story there. Um, I'm a former designer turned board certified health coach. Um, I really specialize in stress management and burnout and then the sleep optimization. And because of my story, you know, in my health collapse, I'm just fiercely passionate about helping women just reduce their stress levels and find balance, you know, and not have to go through the crazy things that I've been through so that they can really walk in their purpose and their calling. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So dive deeper into a little bit about what moments kind of burned you out in your life. What were those experiences? Uh, well, yeah, there's so many, so many, yeah. to, uh, right. But this, I wish we lived in a bubble where there was no stress, but unfortunately that is not um, the, where we live. Um, you know, so kind of, you know, taking it back to kind of how I first became interested in health and wellness um, was way back when my dad was diagnosed with cancer. Um, we were really close and he was really young and it was this just left field, you know, aggressive kind of diagnosis out of nowhere. And, you know, I was just devastated over it. And I really wanted to figure out, you know, what in the world is causing just this rise in all the disease and, you know, and cancers that we've been seeing over the last few decades, aside from genetics And, um, and, you know, that's where kind of the wool was kind of pulled over my eyes. And I really kind of dove into, you know, what, you know, how epigenetics and our lifestyle play a big role in that. And so, um, that was a, that was a really difficult season for me. Um, and, you know, and tying it back to my story, that was part of how I ended up becoming, a Christian, you know, I was one of those that I will never, you know, I was hostile to, to religion. Um, I grew up in a home with a lot of uh, hypocrisy in two different religions. So it was kind of a war. And then growing up in the Bible belt here, it was, I just saw a lot of hypocrisy. And so, you know, when I got older, 
I really, you know, studied a lot of different religions in college and just kind of just walked away. You know, it was like, you know, I, I, I'm a good person. Like I'm, I'm good, you know, kind of even got into Buddhism and that sort of thing. But I really got to a place of hostility of, you know, I'd spit nails at you if you tried to talk to me about faith or God and, you know, and being a Christian was not on my to-do list. I had this whole thing of, you know, like what I was going to do with my life, you know, this long list, like that we all have, you know, when we're younger, we think we're going to do and that have to often those things never, you know, don't, don't come into, you know, to fruition, but being a Christian was not even on my list. It was just like not happening. Like I would go to, I had really made up my mind that I would go to my grave, like not being religious. Um, but God used my dad's cancer to really break me. Cause it was something that was just, you know, I just, it was so devastating that that was kind of the last straw for me in a series of, of a lot of things in my yeah. story in my life where I just felt like that was too much in that. And so that kind of, that's where I surrendered and, and became a Christian, you know, at, at that point. And so, um, he eventually, you know, passed away and, a f- you know, a few years after he died, I hit burnout. So I was really, you know, I was still kind of processing, you know, my grief. And though, you know, he, you know, I'd long made really significant changes to my health and he and I, and I backing up, I really feel like, you know, together, he, he and I revamped our lifestyle. We revamped, you know, our nutrition, like I really helped him with all of those things. And I truly believe that helped to prolong his life. Mm. And so, um, that was, I feel like really crucial then, but fast forwarding, you know, to after he died, you know, and me hitting burnout, you know, and, and kind of, you know, just processing the grief. And even though, you know, I had made, I'd long made really significant changes to my health, I, you know, I kind of reverted to my old ways of coping with things. And so I just threw myself into the busyness of work. And for me, that looked like, you know, not having an understanding of balance and self-care and really just working 24 seven, you know, and, um, and, and often it was working till like one and two o'clock in the morning. I'm a night owl. I fought that tendency my whole life. Um, although I, I'm no longer doing that at least, but you know, I was, I wasn't working out consistently at that time. I wasn't, you know, eating consistently and I was just totally burning the candle at both ends. Yeah. And I, and I did it for a couple of years until my health finally collapsed. And it, it took me, you know, a few years of hard work to, to pick up the pieces. And I think for a lot of us, you know, if we're honest, there's so many things that we can turn to, you know, to distract us from yeah. our feelings when things are, when life is hard and that can be food, that could be, you know, alcohol, that could be binge watching next Netflix, like my struggle is real on that one. Right. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and it can be our work sometimes. So for me, you know, workaholism, in, in that season and that period of my life really was my weakness. And yeah. kind of what I learned, you know, burnout is one of those things, you know, and I'm, I can, I don't know if I'm true type a, but I'm a hustler. So I like, I like to be busy. I like to do things. I like to have my hands in lots of things at one time. And, um, you know, and so, and that's a lot of the clients that I work with too, but burnout's one of those things that it just, it doesn't happen all at once. It's like this series of small things and little things that kind of occur over time. Yeah. And, you know, chronic stress is one of those things that like, you know, if we, if it's left unchecked, you know, it will cause this domino effect in our lives where it's, it starts out really subtle, but it leads to really 
disastrous and dangerous things. And so I often kind of tell people like chronic stress of thinking about it and almost like, you know, driving a car that's out of alignment, you know, where, like I said, it's, it's subtle at first and, you know, maybe you can pull it off. You can keep driving the car, you know, and the engine might come on, you know, but if you keep driving it long-term, it just, it creates, you know, uneven wear and tear, it'll tear up your tires. You know, it can destroy your suspension. And if you keep ignoring the warning signs, you know, that are flashing probably on the dashboard, you know, eventually it can become more and more challenging to steer and it can lead to a breakdown and, you know, and chronic stress can really kind of do the same thing to us as well. Yeah. I, um, I really like that analogy of the car because it's, it is probably something that initially like working hard is not a bad thing, you know, and, and it could most stressful things start off initially from like a pure intention of like, Oh, I'm just going to be a hard worker or, Oh, I'm just going to do this and that. But it's, it's right. Like what you said, it piles on like one little thing after another, after another, after another. And before you know it, you're completely buried and you can't see that light anymore. And I really, um, first, I'm so sorry about your father. That's, I cannot imagine. And that is just a whole nother level of grief that I'm so sorry you had to go through. Um, and also I, I, I've noticed from people in my life who love Jesus, like it typically starts from like a rock bottom moment. And which is kind of like ironic, if you think about it, like most people would probably not assume like, oh, this God who loves me, like would lead me to him through like pain. But I think that it it's a moment of like surrender, like that word you used of like, we can't do it. Our, we cannot do it on our own. Um, like we need comfort from the creator. And so I hate that that happened to you, but God can use like all things. And I'm sure you saw that, like it drew you closer to him or drew you to him in general. And you're right. It did. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of part of how I ended up being a health coach too, you know, in that where, you know, it was, you know, it was after that health collapse. And so, you know, it just, it, it ended like it started really suddenly we were in the Caribbean actually. And it was during one of the biggest mosquito outbreaks to Zika. And I just mm. came home and I couldn't get up. And, um, and I was bounced around from, you know, literally dozens of doctors. So, you know, MDs to Lyme doctors, to cardiologists, hematologists, allergists, I mean, just shuffling me all over the place. And, you know, I'd probably seen, I don't know, 25 doctors and, you know, was really kind of getting to this place of hopeless, you know, cause it's just, it, you know, as you know, it's different in the, in those sort of fields where they're looking mm-hmm. for more of the disease approach. And if they don't have an answer, sometimes it can be, it's your fault, you know, or it's in yeah. your head and it's that sort of thing, which is not helpful. And so I had really gotten to a hopeless place and a friend ended up kind of recommending a health coach to me. And I started, you know, I ended up working with her and she changed my life. She she had actually had a health collapse and she like was a hundred percent in my corner and knew what I was going through. And she was fiercely for me. Mm-hmm. And that, that was a pivotal moment for me. Cause I had never experienced anything like that in healthcare. And I really needed somebody to come alongside me and say that we can, we can do this. Like we will do this together and to really partner with me in that. And that it was still years late, a few years later that I was 
you know, I, um, signed up for the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, really just to, to, um, to heal myself, you know, and further. And I fell in love with the curriculum and that's kind of when God planted that seed of like, no, I think, I think I want to do this. Like I want to do this as a career and really be able to use my story, um, uh, to allow God to redeem it, to be able to, to help others in that. Absolutely. The, the phrase we use a lot on this podcast is shameless living. And, and that just stems from my, my story with having, um, eating disorders. And, um, once I started finally talking about that, I was finally able to heal. So it's just like being unashamed of where you're at or where you've been, because what it does, I love what you said about that, that woman who is fiercely for you is it allows you to be seen and heard and realize that you're not alone you know, like someone, Mm -hmm. someone does understand, but they're never going to know to empathize with you on that level. If you're not willing to share your story or what you're going through. And that's where the, that's the first step in healing from anything is, you know, speaking it out loud and not letting it take ownership over you. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, and so I've done that for a while. I mean, I think in small ways, but it was two years ago, kind of at the beginning of the pandemic where he did a series of just crazy stuff for me. That was amazing. And, um, and that's when he kind of spoke that Isaiah 43 verse that he was going to do something new. And did I see it? And he loudly kind of told me internally, you know, he's going to use my story to help thousands of people. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what that, I don't know what that means. Maybe I'll write some more blog posts for you, God, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, um, and it's, and it ended up being more, you know, really speaking and getting loud and finding my voice and, and sharing, sharing my story publicly again, for that reason of, you know, this life is about others and, and, you know, following God's an adventure, it's full of detours, you know, yeah. and no matter what we go through, you know, he can use that. He, he can absolutely use that. And looking back, you know, if, had God not allowed me to suffer horrifically during those years, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I'm really grateful for that. I don't know that I want to go through it again, mm-hmm. but I'm grateful for it. And I've learned a lot in it. Yeah. There's purpose in everything. And I, I didn't realize that this has just been in the last two years that you've really stepped into this. So it started in 2020 is when you started your business. No, I've been coaching longer than that. 2020 oh, really, okay. it's really when I started spe- like when he planted that seed about speaking publicly and okay. just talking on different podcasts and, and that sort of thing too. And that, that was a stretch because I'm, I'm an introvert and, you know, sharing your story and, um, globally is, can be scary in that, but right. But like it's different sharing your story with like a friend who you trust. Exactly. It's like, who knows how many people listening who can, you know, find you on Instagram and stalk you later. Yeah. So it's been just being more fearless, fearless about that. Like I said, yeah. just finding the voice in that, that he's, we've all have a story and a purpose and that the God wants to write in and through us. Yeah. How have you seen, which I'm sure you see it all the time, but how have you seen other women, um, overcome from hearing what you've been through or from working with you? Yeah. I think it just, it's, it's similar to what, um, you know, the health coach did for me, you know, that it just, it allows them to be seen and heard and, um, and to feel valued. And it's, it makes a difference when you have somebody in your corner and somebody, somebody that truly understands what you're, 
you know, what you're going through is can, can see things through a different lens, you know, and in a unique way that can, you know, we can offer hope and comfort to others through the, the comfort that we've received in that. Yeah. And it's also really cool to see someone who's on the other side to know that like you can one day be there too. You're not too far gone or there's, there's, it's not that there's no hope, like it's too late. There is a way out and there's a way through and you just have to do the, you know, the heart stuff to get there. It's true. Yeah, it is. And a really great book for listeners. You know, if you're listening and you're going through hard stuff, there's, there's a book that I love from Lisa Turkhurst, you know, called it's not supposed to be this way. And it's I love just, Lisa Turkhurst. Yes. I love her. And I loved her book uninvited too. That's one of my favorite, favorite books. It was so good. I love the humor in which she writes mm-hmm. and just, she's so transparent and the realness. Um, uh, she's so funny too, of a writer and, you know, but that's a wonderful book and so encouraging if you're going through hard things, it's a good read. Yeah, absolutely. I love her. I do love when, um, writers, well, especially Christian women who are writing, like kind of bring like humor and sarcasm into into their writing. Cause it's like, okay, like you're, you're like me, you know, sometimes we find ourselves like comparing, thinking like I'll never measure up. Um, but like, we're all just humans trying to figure it out together and like love each other the best we can, you know? It's true. I mean, we're all a beautiful work in progress and that's where that, you know, we're, we're transparent and the highs and the lows and everything in between, you know, it, it gives others courage that they can overcome things too. Like you were saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. When we were, um, talking before I pressed record, you said that you have five points that you would like love to share, um, on just kind of how God has worked through your story. And if you don't mind, I would love for you to kind of dive deeper into those points. Yeah. I'd love to. So if anybody's listening and you guys, if you like to take notes, this would be a good time to like yeah. pause and, and grab a notebook or, or, um, your laptop or whatever you'd like to take notes on, you know, so the first one there, yeah, there's five points, you know, the first one, you know, I think is the most important is, you know, do you truly know God? You know, it's, it's really hard for God to work in and through us. If the Holy spirit doesn't reside in us, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, you know, asking yourself, has your life truly been changed by the cross? And there you know, with the way that I grew up with religion, you know, it took me a very long time to realize there's, there's a very, there's a big difference between, you know, the head knowledge and knowing about God and actually knowing him intimately and being known by him. They're radically different things. And it's similar to like Tom Brady, right? Everybody knows who Tom Brady is. And, um, and there's people out, there's people out there that are really nerdy with the stats on him. You know, they can tell you all the things he's done and rattle off all of all the stuff about his life and his career and everything. And, and that's great, you know, but that's really different than being Tom Brady's close friend, you know, and and actually hanging them, you know, and that's kind of um, similar with God, you know, we can have that head knowledge and we can, we can, um, we can miss the intimacy of, of having a relationship with him. If we haven't truly, you know, surrendered our our life to him. Secondly, you know, number two is, you know, it's really focusing on God's truth, especially in the hard times, because, you know, during those times, if we're honest, you know, those, those are the times when, you know, we can question things and, and it's hard and that's okay to question God. He's big enough to take it, but, you know, sometimes he feels really distant and he feels silent and we can't feel his presence and we don't see his face. And that's when it's crucial to focus on you know, God's truth 
our feelings, our feelings are fickle, but God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, you know? And so that's where, you know, meditating on scripture is, it was really key and our feelings eventually follow. And so like during that time, you know, for example, when my dad was dying and, you know, every day it's like, how am I going to get through the next 10 minutes, the next Mm. 30 minutes, the next day, it's just grueling watching somebody that you love, you know, just deteriorate to nothing. It's horrific. And, you know, I, I had scripture with me everywhere, um, just to point me back to truth. I literally had sticky notes in my car and I had scripture in my purse. I had sticky notes on my desk and on the bathroom mirror. And Mm -hmm. I had to, I had to have it loudly everywhere during the, the, the hard season, you know, cause it's crucial to set our minds on and our hearts on God's truth again. And the feelings will follow, you know, and it's, it's focusing on things like, you know, regardless of the situation, you know, you were wonderfully made, you're chosen, you're set apart, you know, God loves you lavishly, you know, he's, he's good and he's for you, even in the hard places Mm -hmm. and, and really focusing on that. Thirdly, you know, it's asking God to really reframe the situation and showing, showing you his perspective, right? Cause ours is so limited down here and it's, and we can only see so much and it's not, it's really about not focusing on our circumstances, but more about who God is and whose we are, you know, and, and asking him for that higher perspective and, and um, you know, and it's also, you know, trusting that we don't have to have, you know, we don't have to have everything all figured out. We don't have to know the whole plan to trust that he's working on our behalf. And one, um, one thing that was, that's, been a powerful lesson for me is really changing, you know, the why's to what, and, you know, when the hard things happen, you know, even in the day-to-day, the little things, right. It's like, we can, we can get caught in the why's, you know, why is this happening? Why are they acting this way? Why, 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 why? Yeah. And, and those are so easy to just like snowball, right. Cause one why leads to another why, which leads to another why. And, and that doesn't really get you anywhere. And so if you can change the why, why is this happening? God to what do you want to show me through this? And how do you want to use this? That's where a really powerful shift happens and he'll start to show you, he'll start to show you things from a different perspective. And you can, you can even start to experience, you know, joy in the journey because, you know, the reality is, you know, God's far more interested in changing us and our callings than he is in our comfort. You know, Mm -hmm. he wants, he wants to make us more like Christ and he's got a purpose, you know, in the middle of the pain in that, and he's going to use that too. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So fourth, um, the fourth thing that I wanted to share is, you know, is be thinking about others. You know, God always wants us to be thinking about others. And that is something that is really counterintuitive, especially when we're in the thick of it, you know, when we're in the middle of the storm and it feels like you're in a tornado or in the tailing overhead and everything is happening all at once, you know, it's, that can be hard to, to naturally, you know, default to, you know, because if we're honest, I think most of us, even those of us that are Christian, you know, we, you know, you wake up and your default most days is to think about yourself unless you're intentional to, you know, shift your focus. And, um, you know, when God asks us to, to share with others, you know, it's all the whole, everything is about others. He really wants to use us. And the reality is, you know, well, first, you know, it's asking him, you know, so if you're going, you know, for me, I always think of it and like keeping, yeah, you know, your antennas up, you know, on the days that I 
don't ask God for those divine appointments. I miss them. But on the days that you're like headed to the grocery store, if you've got to pick your kids up here, or you're going here to meet somebody there, or whatever you're doing, if you invite God into that and say, God, I've got to go, you know, pick up the kids today. Give me, show me one person, one person that I can encourage today. He'll do it Mm -hmm. and he'll show up. And the cool thing is, you know, God doesn't need us to, um, to, to do his will down here. It's a privilege to be able to get used by him. And if we say no, he'll tag somebody else in that, but it's, you know, we don't want to miss those opportunities because it's, we always get back so much more. Right. I think when we serve and give to others, you know, sometimes then even we give to them and it's, it's just a win-win for everyone. And he, God can move powerfully in that, um, in and through that. And, you know, there's a, in that book that I was mentioning of Lisa's, you know, the, the book, it's not supposed to be that way. There's a quote that I really love that she says, and she says, you will find life-giving purpose and meaning when you allow God to take your painful experiences and comfort others, you'll be able to share a unique hope because you know exactly what it feels like to be them. And it's so true in that. And that we, when you, when you walk through something hard, it really allows you to connect with people on a different level. And so kind of going back to my story, you know, I have a lot in my story, a lot of trauma, a lot of suffering, even leading up to the things that I shared and pre, you know, before becoming a Christian, I used to kind of think, woe is me? Like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I've got, I've been through all this stuff. And then I came to Christ and I realized what an asset it is because I have so much in my story. I can put any woman in front of me and I understand on some level what she's going through. And so, you know, it's, it can, it's a powerful just shift to see, be able to look at things differently. And then lastly, you know, the, the fifth point is really allowing God to use it. You know, to your point earlier, you know, it's not being afraid to show others your scars. You know, we all walk through hard stuff. You know, none of us have arrived. You know, we're all this beautiful work in progress. There's nobody, none perfect down here, right? Other than God. And, um, and it's, you know, again, often the biggest challenges and heartaches and the things that we go through can really lead to a, a huge purpose and a calling if we're, we're, you know, we allow God to use it. And so I firmly believe that every single one of us and everyone listening, you know, is here for a purpose and a reason, you know, you have a story, you have a powerful voice that God wants to use. He wants to speak in and through you. And he wants to redeem even the hard places in your lives. And that lastly, I'll share one, one last quote from that book that I love. And this one is my favorite, but she says, disappointment, isn't proof that God is withholding good things from us. Sometimes it's our way, his way of leading us home. Hmm. And so, you know, again, it's like, will we allow God to use, use these hard places for something greater um, and, and trusting that he's got a plan and it's good, you know, and that he's for us, even when it doesn't feel like it and he doesn't feel close you know, because sometimes, you know, to that quote that, that Lisa said, you know, sometimes when you feel like your story is over, that's exactly where God is going to write a whole new chapter. Mm-hmm. So it's a matter of not losing faith and, and not being afraid to lean in and allow him to use your story. Absolutely. And it's you're like you said, it is so beautiful to be able to have that empathy after, after having gone through it and then someone else 
in your life is going through what you've been through to have that empathy. I mean, that's what Jesus, that's why he came to this earth. You know, Mm -hmm. he, he experienced this world as we are in it, you know, and that makes us have such a deeper connection to the creator of the universe. And that's not like, that wasn't just like an accident. Like there was purpose in that, you know, and I think that after hearing your, your five points, which by the way, were so, so encouraging and just like really like, I, I feel like God's like wants me to just tell you that like, you have like a, a very comforting voice, both like in the way it sounds, but also in the way that you present truth. Um, it was very comforting and not judgmental to hear those things, you know, it, it's, you. it's comforting to to know and believe that like one, we're not alone, but also two, that like God doesn't leave you or forsake you when you doubt or when you um, don't have that feeling of, of him being there. He doesn't leave. That doesn't shake him. And it was really comforting in the way that you presented that to, to hear that. And I hope that people who are listening, who either know him or don't know him, just feel like there is purpose in their pain and, and, and can kind of like take a step outside to see like, what is God doing, you know, with this, with whatever you're going through. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. There's always a purpose. I mean, he's, and he has you in that. And I love to your point, you know, this, it just is a matter of even reading the Psalms, you know, when David, you know, he cries his heart out and many of them, and he's, you see a mix of all kinds of raw emotions. And mm-hmm. the cool thing is God's big enough to handle all of it. You know, our anger, our questions, our fears, all of it. Yeah. You know, and he wants us to bring it to him. Yeah. And I think oftentimes, sometimes maybe the church culture culture has um, like a negative context of you have to come here clean in order to be a part of this group. And I think it's, it's so much more refreshing when you realize that like no one is, and we all need God just as much as the next person. And I wish, like, I think that what's going to change that stigma and that culture is women like you and people like us sharing our stories and saying like, we do wrestle, we do grieve, we do yell at God like David did in the Psalms and still he is good, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I think oftentimes, I don't know. I just, I know that I still feel intimidated by the church at times to like, not necessarily come fully as I am when that's just not how Jesus would be with us at all. He'd be like, come fully as you are, you know, and taste and see that I am good and I'm all that you need. Yeah. Well, the reality is he hung out with the sinners and tax collectors, right? Yeah. You know, those are the people, prostitutes that he chose to hang out with in that. And so I think that, that's telling too. And, and, you know, when, when, when leaders, I think aren't transparent, it makes it easy for others to one, not be transparent either, but secondly, to feel like, to your point earlier, like I will never be at the level that they're at. I will never be there. And, And the reality is everyone struggles. Everyone has, has all of those feelings. And I had hard conversations with him, especially with the endometriosis. So when I say I had a health collapse and I couldn't get up, I couldn't get up, you know? So I had 
neuropathy. I couldn't finish my sentences. I didn't understand what you were saying to me. I'd lay in bed at night twitching, you know, month after month after my, my cycle changed at that exact time. I always had bad cycles, but they were nothing that, you know, you couldn't just sleep off, take a mitol, no biggie, yeah. but it was like somebody was trying to rip up my insides uh, every, every three weeks, you know, and, and it, you know, I went on for uh, weeks, you know, months that turned into years years of that laying on the floor, turning blue, mm. like at times my pain was so intense that I would literally be like projectile vomiting because it, and I was an athlete. I mean, I'm used to concussions and broken bones. I was a multi-sport athlete growing up. Like I can, I can take an injury. I can take a hit. There was nothing in on the planet that even compares to the level of pain, you know, so having that happen to me, you know, every three weeks for, for months that turned into years, mm. you better believe I got, I got pissed and I got, you know, I questioned God at times and it's like, where are you in this? You know, I see you moving in all these other areas of my life, but why are you not moving here? and in this, um, and, and he was still moving. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just, but it's okay to be real with him and to be raw and, and to, like you said, you know, share the highs and the lows because we're human and yeah. none of us have arrived, right. We're, we're still growing and changing and that's part of the sanctification process, you know? Yeah, totally. And, and I often like what you were saying, I often will say, you know, why them and not me? And he's like, Oh no, you too. Like, you're just, you need to open your eyes and be willing to like, see what I'm doing, you know? So it's uh, true. I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm so encouraged today. You know, I was actually praying this morning and I was like, God, I haven't really like, I feel like I can't hear you recently. And honestly, I just feel like he answered my prayer in this conversation of like, I can hear him clear her because of your story. That's amazing. Um, and what, um, you know, and what stood out to you the most, I love, love to hear what was something that kind of was confirmation with that prayer that we talked about. Cause I know we had such a, an amazing comfort, you know, conversation. Yeah. I mean, you know, I have really been struggling recently with feeling like I am not as like spiritually sound as, as people I'm surrounded by. And I know that's like a total lie that, the enemy has always used to put shame on me is like, Oh, you're not spiritual enough. Or, Oh, you're, you don't know enough about scripture. Oh, you don't, um, have these visions or, you know, you, there's so many things that I will find myself comparing, um, my gifts, I guess, or the way I hear from God to the way other people hear from God. And I think I have been like, well, if I don't hear from God in this way, then it's, it might not be God. And what I'm starting to realize, and I've been really realizing this for the past few years now is that the way that he meets me shouldn't look like the way he meets everyone else mm -hmm. because it's a different relationship, you know, like he and I have a, have a unique relationship from what he has with someone else. And so for me to expect him to meet me in the same way he meets someone else. Well, I'm not them. And he knows me better than I know myself. So he's going to meet me in a different way. And I think that today was just like really refreshing for me because I was listening to your story and really your five points, uh, and thinking like, Oh, okay, God, like my story is, or, or I guess our relationship is just as beautiful as your relationship with April. You know, like we all, like, even though my story is not the same as hers, 
we both have such a, you know, unique and beautiful relationship with you individually, and we can come together and, and use that for good. Yeah. And that, that's such a powerful insight that you had. And that, you know, the, the reality is, you know, it's almost like kids, you know, if you have kids, you know, thinking about that, they don't all pop out the same, right. You know, yeah. they're all you know, like that never happens. Sometimes they might look all, all alike, but you know, personality wise, they're, they're always different. And, yeah. um, and, and what you, you know, how to parent them is different too, you know, in that. And it's, it's a great reminder that, like you said, we're all so different and unique and God has wired us that way on purpose, right? Mm -hmm. There's, you know, there's the body of Christ. There's different, different things in the body. And if we were all, you know, hands walking around, there'd be no feet, there'd be no eyes, there'd be no ears. And so God wants to, to use us differently so that we can, you know, we can come together and weave like this beautiful, um, you know, it's like a, a beautiful orchestra for him yeah. you know, that he wants to use all the different parts in and through that. And so I think that's, that's really amazing. And I'm, I thank you for sharing that too. And I'm glad to hear that 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 was encouraging to you. Um, yeah. and, and thank was- you. Thank you for sharing. Um, I have four, I could talk to you all day, but I have four questions that I ask every single guest at the end of each episode. And I didn't tell you on purpose because I just want it to be, you know, like whatever comes to your head first. Um, but I'm going to end with those. And then I want our listeners, you to let our listeners know, um, where they can find you and connect with you, um, after that. Is that, is that cool? Yeah. Sounds good. Awesome. Okay. So my first question is what is something that you're currently obsessed with or loving right now? Oh gosh. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's hard to say. Um, I think, you know, for this past year, for me, I've been kind of focusing on, um, getting back into some of the things that I love, you know, and it ties back into kind of stress management and burnout and all those things and, and the hustle culture in that, but, you know, I'm really learning to be still, and that's hard for the high achievers, high performers, high bank types, you know, in that, but the, the being still part is, is so crucial for our health. And also of course, our relationship with God in that too. And so I've just really tried to be intentional to slow down this past year. And here recently, you know, I find, I found myself craving like to make doing art again. And it's oh, something, wow. you know, I've been an artist since I was a kid and, you know, I went to school initially for that. And I, I, I have a love of interior design. You could ask my husband, I like in a borderline obsession with that. Mm-hmm. He, if my husband was here, he's like, she actually has a look that I can, like, she's just staring off and looking at something in the house. Like he's like, she has a decorating look. He's like, I know. And he'll call me out on it. He'd be like, are you decorating in your head? And I'm like, dang it. Yes. Yes, I am. But, um, here recently, you know, I started drawing again. And so it was the last maybe month and I I've never really learned pen and ink. And I started, um, I started drawing recently and it's been so fun and refreshing to be able to do that and just relaxing too. And like I said, we have to, we have to, there's power in the pause. We have to pause if we want to thrive. We cannot be running 24 seven and, uh, and thrive and be in a place where we can, you know, we can show up for the relationships and the things that matter most to us in life. And so for me, that's been pen and ink drawings. And, and I, I shared some of that on some of it on social and like LinkedIn and stuff like that. I've shared some, some of my drawings here recently and doodles and that. 
I love that. That's amazing. Especially that it was like re-stirred up in you, like an old passion kind of brought back to life. I love that. Um, that's so cool. Okay. Second question is what's something that you're really looking forward to in 2022? You know, it's been kind of seeing, seeing what God is up to on all of this. Cause you know, again, like I said, in the beginning, you know, speaking publicly, I've been writing for a while and that was even a stretch to get to that point, you know, and, but, but sharing my story on such a larger scale has been kind of scary. It's been exciting and scary all at the same time. And so, you know, I'm just excited for, you know, what God is going to do in and through what he said, you know, using my story to help thousands of people. I have no idea what that looks like, but it's a privilege. And I am just excited to see and hopefully hear from people and how they found it encouraging. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, for you to be bold in that, I mean, that's probably teaching you so many new things about yourself, you know, and things that you can do, um, which is always cool to discover new things about ourselves. Yeah. I feel like it's taken me a, quite a few decades to find my voice and I'm finally kind of tapping into it. And I feel yeah. like that's a, that's a scary and powerful, powerful place as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Third question is what's something that you really love about yourself right now? I love about myself. Um, I think back to what we were talking about, I think the empathy, you know, in yeah. that, that's something that, that, um, I think it was there before becoming a Christian, but it was caged in that, you know, because of all the pain and all the things that I'd been through, I really pushed that down and really didn't want to feel things and connect with people. And it's, it's been such a gift. Now I feel like with just the clients that I get to work with, it's been, you know, they have been equally life-changing for me to work with in that. And just being able to be, be a part of their lives and their stories and their journeys and helping them to just find balance and reclaim their life. It's been such a privilege and, and having that, you know, God really developed that empathy piece in me with my story has been, it's just been such, such a gift. Yeah. I mean, I can absolutely sense that from you. You are definitely empathetic. Um, Okay. Last question is if you, you kind of mentioned it earlier, um, how you said you would leave like little sticky notes of truth. Um, my, one of the questions that I ask at the end is what, if you could leave the listeners who are women with one little nugget of truth. So let's just say one little sticky note, um, that they can look back on. What would that be? You know, I think it's again, going back and meditating on, you know, and truth. So it's, you know, it's trusting that God's able to, to do all things, you know, that nothing's impossible for, for you and that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you and that he has a good plan for your life and he wants to use it. And again, going back to that, you know, Isaiah 43, there's, there's so many good things in those. That's one of my favorite verses to kind of, you know, just read, um, about, you know, the passing through the waters, you know, and the storms and the, the rivers and all of that, you know, and that them, they won't sweep over you, that you won't be burned. You know, the flames will not set you ablaze that, that God is for you and he will carry you through everything in your life, the good and the bad, the highs and the lows, you know, he's never going to leave you or forsake you. Amen. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing your story and encouraging our listeners. That was amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Catherine. I really yeah. appreciate it. It was such a privilege to be on. Yeah. Um, let our listeners know what's the best way, way that they can connect with you. Um, if they'd like to follow you after this. 
Sure. Yeah. So if you're listening and you want to connect with me, um, you can connect on my website at aprilikens.com slash podcast. Um, or like I said, I'm very much on Instagram. Uh, it's uh, my handle is glow be lovely. And I have been on LinkedIn a lot lately too. So I'm on there as well, but you know, if you're, if anything resonated with you and you're struggling with stress and balance, you know, and sleep, and, you know, I offer a free one-on-one consult too, for anyone to just connect and kind of see what might be holding you back too. And then I also have a new free resource on my website called 15 ways to say goodbye to chronic stress. Mm-hmm. And it's been a hard last two years, right? Who hasn't yeah. dealt, dealt with some stress, with just the nature of where we've been in the world with all of this too. So, you know, if anybody's listening and my story resonated, say, hi, it's always good to um, just hear from you and hear, hear how it was encouraging. Yes. And I'll link all of those in the show notes so that listeners, you can have an easy way to hop, um, on those links and kind of scroll through April's life and her services. But thank you so much for being on the podcast today. And hopefully we can connect again soon. Yes. I would love that. Thank you so much, Catherine. It was really a joy, um, chatting with you today. And I thank you for sharing part of your story too. And, and what God was revealing to you. I just, I think this is going to be, um, a, just a powerful conversation that's really going to encourage and comfort a lot of people Absolutely. in that. So thank you for, for being bold in what you shared. Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. Um, I feel like I could talk to you forever. Um, listeners, I will talk to you next week and bye. Whoa!